0: Welcome to Occasionally Awesome. I'm Nick Youssef.
1: That's pretty.
0: That's pretty good. <laughs> we just came up with that as yeah. it was happening. Yeah. That's yeah. pretty good. Not the worst. A little soon. wasn't the worst. Not the worst. Could have been worked on. Maybe yeah. it will be worked on for next week. Yeah. Um, so, uh. The so we're singing duo now. I don't know if we've told the listeners. In that. this
2: episode, we were supposed to talk about going to a record store, but Nick had a fucking meltdown. <laughs> yeah, I was a little upset when I came <laughs> over here, uh, and this is going to
0: sound terrible. But I was, at, I was at a commercial audition, and every once in a while, whatever your job may be, even if it's easy, if it's fun, if you love it, it just the little things drive you insane, and one day you just go fuck this. <laughs> And they kind
1: of
2: update work. Yeah, you kind you kind of fucking snap for a minute. So we talk about that, and we talk about the nature of selling out, and yeah. and what that is, and how it feels, and when you do it, and uh, the parameters of it. We talk a lot about reality TV because
0: that's like the ultimate
2: form. Yeah, in entertainment at least, that's the ultimate form of
0: selling out, right? Um, and yeah we get into like would we do it? You yeah.
2: Know how i feel towards the people to do it i'm yeah. more sympathetic you're less yeah yeah you have sympathy i think you're a i have fucking I have idiot compassion, <laughs> I have, I have compassion.
0: um that's saying a lot because i'm a very compassionate person no you're not and when it comes to them it's like dude you're a moron <laughs> you hear that this situation <laughs> you piece of garbage can't hear it because his ears are full of diamonds yeah i know yeah <laughs> Not another two years when he goes. Oh, I spent all my money on diamonds and Ferraris. Now. Okay, we get into that later. I'm not going to think into he's going to do that.
2: I think he'll still have sweet abs, and he'll. His, I bet he bought some real estate in New Jersey, and he'll do all right.
0: He was already on another reality show. Huh.
2: so From what I hear? is maintaining his fame. Um, he has an energy drink. Five years, he'll have some regular job and no money. I guarantee you that's wrong. Um, I think he made way more money than you think he did. He made six million dollars. That's a one years year in one year. Yeah. And so if he made half that the other year, and then a quarter of that, he did fine. Imagine all the money he's wasting on clothing companies that he's tried he tried to start for any of that shit. No, no, no. That's just lending your name.
0: No, he started one I think with like a family yeah. member. Okay, or the, yeah, they got funding. Thank um, you. I mean, maybe. This is all hypothetical. And here's just more of you defending him to defend (laughs) him. Anyway, we get into all that stuff. We don't really spend too much time talking about Stephen Jersey Shore, guys. But I don't know. It was an interesting conversation because that, you know, selling out and what that is and are you doing it and are you willing to do it. The shit comes up a lot. Yeah. A lot. Yeah. Yeah. In different ways when you're younger and then in different ways when you're... Out of your early and mid 20s where you refuse to ever do it. Yeah. That kind of stuff.
2: So our field trip was into our own moral compass. Yes, <laughs> it was. Enjoy this episode. Oh, no. We're not done yet. You can get us on all things <laughs> comedy. Oh, this week, I'm at the Ice House with Whitney Cummings on Friday. Fuck
0: yeah. How do you think it's going to
2: go? Uh, probably pretty good. Probably going to get a development deal and meet lots of girls. All
0: right. We'll check back on that next week's intro
2: <laughs> and see how, that, uh, see how that went. Yeah. Uh, two shows, eight, I think 8 and 10 or 8.30 and 10.30. Go to the website or Whitney's website. Fuck with it. Ice House is very fun. It's a small room, so it'll sell out, and it's a fun show. We tell jokes. It will be good. Um, I'm at the San Jose Improv end of the
0: month, January twenty fourth, twenty sixth. Come to that, it'll be fun. San Jose is cool. The thi- the Improv is like an old theater.
2: Yeah, it's a like a, it's a, That place is cool. If you guys have been, go San Jose Improv is sweet looking. Yeah, it's
0: really really nice looking. Um, so yeah, those will be good shows. I'm with Bo- uh, up there with Bobby Lee. Those will probably all sell out. He does incredibly well. I mean yeah. everywhere, but like especially there, it'll they'll probably all sell out. So. so um, Get your asses down there, and then give me a ride to San Francisco so we can all fucking hang out. Um, Smoke doobies at the hate. Yeah. Let's uh, let's protest some things that we don't like that are to the right of the scale. Yeah. Okay.
2: Um, so where do you find us on, on the old internet? All Things Comedy, Stitcher, SoundCloud, iTunes. Rate us on iTunes. Give us mm-hmm. listens and reviews and stars. Let us know how you feel. Let us know how you feel. Let know how cute these
0: dogs sound. <laughs> oh, yeah, I know. Uh, any comments, questions, that kind of stuff, contact at NickYusef.com. Um, and I think that about covers it. Yep. As your dogs start to kill each other. Mr. Willis is
2: over it. Um,
0: yeah, he is. Enjoy this episode. Are we sellouts or are we dancers? <laughs> no. <laughs> this town my girlfriend weighs 84 pounds better at the cat house where i get it for free she pays the rent well all right well, you're thinking TV. too hard i just don't want to lose what, my fucking mind over something <laughs> so really in the long run insignificant
2: yeah but that's those are i suffer from a bad temper
0: Oh, I used to, too.
2: Always. Oh, yeah. You've talked about that at length. It's yeah. always the little things. Because it's the little things we feel we can control to a certain degree. Dude, this sounds like total therapy stuff right now. <laughs> it's the little things we think we can control. Should I, I lay know down that like, right now? No, because in my head, the way I react to it is this. I'm like... Really? I can't even fucking get this to go right. <laughs> right I can't right, right. even find the this <laughs> can't even go right. I've given up on everything else. Mm-hmm. I've given up on the big things. But when the when you can't even get the small things to work, you're like, "You know what? I have nothing." <laughs> that's when you feel like you're at the whim of the universe. You have no control and you're like, "You know what? That's that's when I shame eat." That's right, when I, right, that's right. To, that's where that's where the inclination of fuck it, who cares comes from. You know what? Fuck this. I am going to go buy the thing I can't afford. I am yeah. going to go eat the thing I shouldn't eat. I am, That's where that comes from. Because it's like, hey, nothing else matters anyways. I have no control over anything, but I can buy this donut. That's where it that is. See, I don't have that, though. I don't go like, well, fuck all this. and I don't have
0: control over anything. I just get really annoyed when I'm going to... In this specific instance, I'm going to a commercial audition.
2: Nick's trying to sell out. <laughs> right. Because uh, he's trying. Because he's seen me sell out, and it seems um, okay. Dude, I started selling out years ago. Yeah. Um,
0: and uh, I've gone on a million commercial auditions. No,
2: I've gone on a million.
0: Uh, well, okay, fine. You've gone on <laughs> two million. <laughs> so I've gone on enough to where I've lost count. And I don't feel them anymore. Yeah, it's no. just like a thing you report to. Yeah. Um, I've booked enough of them to where I keep going back. So I'm right. like, this is worth it on this degree, and I will keep doing them until I
2: don't have to. Right. Now within that, I hate every moment. I don't think that's true. You only hate the bad moments because normally you don't ever bring it up to me. So well, because it's
0: that's what that's I don't bring it up because it's one of those complaints that's like. Oh well, boo! Fucking who? You have to drive forty minutes sometimes
2: to get to this casting. <laughs> you never have fun. Sometimes I have fun. Here and there, here yeah. and there, it's fun. I have fun. Pro, I uh, enjoy them probably fifty percent of the time. You're the probably other- treated differently. I imagine at some of I'm these places. Pretty, I'm treated pretty well. Yeah, see, I'm just treated like another. But also, know, I'm not. I'm also just another. But also, I'm so quiet that I don't, you know, I'm just a dude in the room. I don't, I mean, like, the assistants know me. I mean, it, they're I'm treated better in that they go, hey, Kevin. <laughs> like, that's, I yeah. guess that's the difference.
0: Yeah, I mean, I get that
2: sometimes. Where they yeah. go, hey, Nick, thanks for coming. Yeah, but, like, I don't, uh, I'd say 50% of the time something happens that's at least uh, kind of fun. Uh-huh. And, uh, and then 49% of the time it's something I don't remember. And then a rare 1% or 2% is it's bad or annoying or... Yeah, that's usually just like it's it's taking a long time or that, but like rarely, like I told you a few weeks ago, a guy was just just busting my balls real hard. Yeah, (laughs) just really wanting to direct me real hard, and it you know, and I found it it was insulting, but I almost it I found it funny because it had been so long since I'd been insulted like that, and it was and it was you know you're being I was being basically talked down to. At an audition for Wheat Thins,
1: <laughs>
0: yeah, yeah. When <laughs> which you remember, w-
2: when you remember why you're there too. Yeah, like what product you're selling? You're like, like the dude. If I, okay, let's say, let's say I was doing a bad job. I, I, he didn't like my acting, or which he didn't. So even if, the, even if, it, 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 let's go with his side of the argument. I suck. I'm sucking up this audition. So, <laughs> like, yeah. there's so many people gonna come in for it. Why should he even have a problem with me being? not great. Uh-huh. Just let me suck. I'm not going to get the job and then leave me alone. But like stopping w- after another, like, D- no, 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 dude, listen, you got it. I was, it, it started to give me a little bit of the giggles because I was like, all right, well, okay, man, this is your room. We'll do the your only thing. thing I could think in their defense is that like,
0: they probably don't want to submit a, like a real full of all these auditions where like, you know, say 40, 50% are just unwatchable or something yeah. to these, to the client and to the ad agency, or whatever. Um, that's the only thing I could think, but a lot of times it's like, if something is like just totally awful, it's like, okay, great. Thanks. And then just Mm -hmm. delete it and don't submit it. But if it's someone who's like booked enough jobs and they're just trying something different, they're taking a risk of some kind and you just don't agree with it, it's like, just shut your fucking dumb cameraman (laughs) mouth and let the guy do it. You know what I mean you're so mad, that's what happens a lot of the time. It's like you're so mad. the guy running the camera is just another actor,
2: yeah, most of the most of the casting assistants are actors, yeah, you're just some dude that was like and most of hey. and most of them work, most of them do commercials that I've noticed,
0: yeah, yes, I mean some, yeah, yeah, um, which great, good for them,
2: yeah, but don't fucking tell. It's okay. I can tell you that. In like, if if you had an acting job and another actor directed you, it'd be like, whoa, what, what are you doing? Like, that's like sort of not done. Mm-hmm. But yeah, I mean, it's all. It's interesting when you watch someone um, use the power they've been given.
0: That, like, that's oh. really the most. I think the most annoying part of it is like someone with very, very little to no power, like turning that little power they have into something a lot bigger than it is, where it's
2: like, whoa. Well, also, when you see someone who doesn't realize that if they went about it nicer, they would get what they want.
0: Yeah, or if they use, like, the right, kind of the right language. Like, if they go, well, listen, um, we've worked with this client before, yeah.
2: and whatever it is, fucking Chevron. See, the dude I went in for kept going, cause this is how he phrases it. He goes, this director's an asshole. Yeah, Uh, uh, and he hates when you improv too much. You're like,
0: perfect, I I won't improv then. That's great. But when you're like, you know, I think it would be funnier if you. It's like, whoa, you think it would be funnier if I? (laughs) No, you don't (laughs) think. You press buttons on a fucking camera computer hooked up to a camera. You have so much anger, right dude! It now. drives me crazy. I'm worried
2: you're going to break some of the property in my home. <laughs> I don't have that kind of. The anger. guy that was giving me a hard time kept going. You're joking the joke, and I in my head was like, "Is that a term? I don't even it's know what m- that yeah. means." <laughs> Is that a term you guys came up with in the break room at lunch at your commercial uh, casting? I first? just, I don't know. I mean, I, at this point, I think I people. It's so rare that someone's mad at me that when it happens, I'm almost like, huh. yeah, like you know, I just people aren't mad at me very often. I, I'm. I keep relatively to myself. I try to be nice to everybody. Mm. So when someone's giving me a hard time, it's sort of rare. And I kind of get like, huh. I get a little fascinated. It's a little bit funny to me. I've only been, uh, no one's ever been, one person has ever been mad
0: at me at right. a, an audition. Cause I kept wanting to do, I was trying to like, it was very early on when I first started like auditioning for, for commercials. And I wanted to like go dark with like a, with a joke. <laughs> Cause I was like, I was like, well no one will be doing that. And then it was like, it was too dark because it was like a family yeah. kind of setting or something like that, and I was flirting with a girl or mm-hmm. whatever. It was, let's say, it was for huggies or whatever. You know what I mean? Right. So I was like flirting, and I was like, I uh, meant I said something like, uh, you know, since your boyfriend died or whatever, <laughs> let's let's totally. I'm like, he's not coming back. Let's go out, you know. Uh-huh. And it was just some. It wasn't even at a callback, and I was just like, yeah. it's clearly a joke, you know. I know better than to really say that, you know. They
2: just see that as you're wasting their time. Exactly.
0: So and then that was a total lesson learned and I yeah. and he's like, "Okay, cut. Let's let's try that again and like, you know, lose the lose the boyfriend dying thing." I was like, "Oh yeah." And so we did another take and I said something just as dark but, but not different. that. Yeah. Then he cuts, he cu- he goes he goes, he's like, "All right, stop." Um and he walks over, and it was me and two. I was flanked by two girls, and Yay. while they were standing right there, he comes up to me and goes, "Listen, man, I don't know if this stuff flies when you when you're doing stand up or improv or whatever else you do late at night, but this is um, <laughs> late at night. Yeah, you know, like <laughs> yeah. like comedy, like nighttime comedy. This is like this is a daytime. This is a an audition for a product that's going to air on television during the day. All right, so you either figure it out now." Or you can just not. And I was like, whoa, I'm (laughs) getting scolded right now. And these two girls that were on either side of me were visibly so uncomfortable. I I felt like I was all of a sudden standing in between two, like, statues. They were just frozen with fear. But I'm like, I've been in situations like this. I'm like, I'm not uncomfortable. I thought it was kind of funny. But at the same time, I was like, oh, you know what? I don't want to get in trouble with this casting office. And I was like, okay. So I end up doing it the way he suggested where it's like just don't go dark you right. know um, and then I ended up getting a callback for the spot Right. and I, he saw me at the callback he's like, he's like right he's like I'm <laughs> sorry about that day but was I right you're here you're at yeah. the callback you probably wouldn't have gotten it had you done what you did what did he look like he was like a shorter bald I can't small. remember his name. Where he's, was it? he's actually a really nice guy. Where was it? It was in Santa Monica, Fifth Street Studios. Fifth Street. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah,
2: that guy is really intense. Very intense. He's actually quite a good actor. Yeah, yeah. I've been, I've, I've 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 read with that guy for uh, twelve years. Yeah, yeah. But he's very intense. Mm. But he's he's kind of a cool guy. He's just like this. You can tell he's like an intense. He's, he's one of those dude. guys. Right when you get past that. He's one of those guys that just isn't going to be friendly to everybody. Yeah. But we
0: had that incident. Yeah. And then ever since then, he kn- knew me by name. Yeah. How you doing? Would let me do multiple takes in the room. Mm-hmm. And it was just one of those, like, oh, we went to... You're a kid.
2: He changed your life. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> so he taught... Yeah, he taught me, like, a lesson. Steve Howey told me a funny story where he... When Steve first got to L.A., he, he was a little petulant about having to do commercials and things. Like, you know, he was like, I'm going to make it. But he hadn't done a whole lot when he first... Steve... When he first got here, didn't work a lot initially, which was weird because we were all just like, "You're really good and you're very attractive. What's the problem?" Yeah. But I think he would go in and like maybe sabotage himself. And he told me he went in for a, a McDonald's commercial, and they were like, "So you're like a you're like a kids basketball coach and just kind of wrangle all the kids over and then with some ad libs and then say the line." And Steve, he, the first thing he goes. All right, kids. Let's move it along. These abortion pills don't pay for themselves. Wow! <laughs> and the guy goes, "Cut!" You can't say abortion, dude. <laughs> <laughs> and then he said some other thing that was bad. And The guy just <coughs> like, "All right, that's enough. Get out of here." That's so great. But a lot—I mean, a lot of people. I think a lot of actors uh, um, feel beneath, or they—they they think commercials are beneath them. So yeah. they, you got you got guys that are pretty petulant and they have a bad attitude. I've always just never—I never felt like I was too good. To, mm. for them really that's what I, I used to
0: say when I first started stand up and that was my first like like walk into the door of the entertainment world or whatever Yeah, like I'd never done anything before that never even took theater in high school no right. acting none. I just started stand up and I was real like idealistic and had an idea of like it's got to be pure art yeah, pure art you know, but you don't know that there is like the entertainment business side of it you know yeah. for stand up and all that and the idea of like getting a commercial agent and trying to book commercials. Some real sellout shit. Enters, enters like the game after like a couple of years where people are like, oh, that's a thing you can do. Mm-hmm. And I remember being very resistant to it at first. I'm like, man, fuck that. That is selling the fuck out. <laughs> I'm not going to do that. Because um, stand up, man, comedy, or just real acting, you know, like on yeah. you know, television or film or. Real acting. Or whatever. That's what that was my idea, and then it like later on, like a couple years later, I was like, you know what? These guys that are booking these commercials, like, it's not real acting, you end up realizing. How dare you! Um, and they they make a ton of money doing very little work, it's like a day of work, and you can end up making a lot of money. Mm-hmm. And then it's like, well, all of a sudden now their days are free, yeah, and they can write, they can take acting classes, they can do whatever, and then they can do stand up at night, they can go on the road. Yep. And then I realized one day I was in line at a Starbucks back before I knew what real coffee was. Oh, um, <laughs> but you do a Starbucks commercial. In a heartbeat. Yeah. Um, so I'm standing in line and I'm like, you know, I'm watching this person just lose their fucking mind <laughs> behind the counter trying to make these drinks for all these people in line this is in like West Hollywood too on Sunset so it's yeah. like a line just full of actors you know yeah probably heading to auditions and it occurred to me I was like I would rather do a Starbucks commercial mm-hmm. than work at a Starbucks yeah it's the same thing you're working for Starbucks just for far less time and you're going to make way more money and you don't have to serve other actors drinks yeah
2: i mean and that's I, when i was like i got to find a commercial agent since i did start doing commercials before i did stand up it was never really a thing yeah I was just used to it yeah yeah it's everyone has a job everyone who wants to do something artistic has to pay bills Mm -hmm. so what I mean it's all it's all not it's all getting paid to do the thing that's not the exact thing you planned on doing yeah but I don't know I never I've it's always also I learned how to it taught me a lot about how to act because there's a big difference between acting in a, a theater setting and acting in front of a camera yeah. Acting from a camera is, is it's very broken up. It's not you don't like you don't stay in the moment. It's it's all it's broken up into very small little bits and you got to learn how to do it. Yeah. And there's a lot of little weird technical things you just wouldn't learn unless you've tried it. Like yeah. when I was younger, I thought all movies and TV
0: shows uh were shot in order. Yeah. In the order of which you watch the movie. Cuz mm-hmm. I did not know better. The only, my only experience watching a movie Was on
2: TV or in a theater. Yeah, when you find out that they're, like... Usually, they always shoot, like, the last scene right in the beginning. Mm -hmm. Or they always shoot the most difficult scenes first, so if anyone gets hurt. Yeah, yeah. Or they shoot a lot of the most... When you do a movie, they shoot a lot of the most important things early. Because... They're important, and if they don't get it right, they want to be able to see it while they're filming and maybe reshoot it. Right, right. So a lot of times, you're like, wait, well, I, have to, I have to have the sex scene immediately? Like, yeah. like, oh, I just met this woman. Like, it's a lot of that. Yeah, you got to break up before you get together. Yeah. Kind of stuff. Very, where you're like, it doesn't make sense. Yeah, it's odd. And also, the camera being there is it's a kind of technical that is weird. A lot of times, you're not you're standing in a way where you're not even looking at the person uh-huh. you're talking to, because whatever, they need to cheat the angle to get their face in a certain way, so you're talking to their ear. Yeah, like all so that stuff <laughs> is great to learn when you audition for stuff like commercials.
0: It's like it's yeah. great good training ground outside of being in like an acting class or whatever. Yeah. Um But yeah, that whole like that whole selling out thing <laughs> was really
2: it's just really funny when you start well when you also look at like okay, the companies that run the TV networks, mm-hmm. they I mean Commercials are the only reason there are these so-called TV shows to do real acting on. Right. If you want to be on a, a network television show which most people would consider real acting, that's how they pay for the show to be on the air. I mean, now I guess you like real acting is pay cable. Right. HBO, HBO. Showtime, Netflix now too. Yeah, Netflix uh-huh. and stuff, but that's a pay service. It's like but all that money is also gen- a lot of that money is generated through advertising and things like that. So like the, you have to pay the bills and there's money involved <laughs> like I, yeah I really just think and that goes across the board for
0: all pretty much all the arts yeah. where it's like where if where is
2: the line of of selling out I know it's like look at if you go to a museum and look at the name of all the trustees there are people that own Eli Broad uh-huh. like a, like they're they're real estate people they didn't make their money selling art they're people that like made their money in industries and then and then and they enjoy art, and so then like, they took the out money. their fucking mountains of money and yeah. built museums and stuff like that. So, like the notion that you can have one with the other is a, a lovely idea for a baby.
0: Yeah, it's it's a great there idea. Pure,
2: there, I mean, there are um, there are instances of it, but it is extremely rare. It's very hard to only do your own thing the whole time and make a decent living. It's next to impossible. Yeah. Yeah, because people just realize
0: like you know what it's go- it's either going to be such a long road where really no one's going to discover what i'm doing mm-hmm. um and then after a while you're like i just i want more people to know what i'm doing the music yeah I'm making, a lot of it's a density
2: you're like dude no one knows about me yeah, yeah. iggy pop was saying that he because he, he licenses music for a lot of stuff and he was like, I didn't make it to sell stuff. I just made it because I wanted to make this song. So the fact that you want to use it, does it wasn't made with that intention. Yeah. So if you want, I don't care if you're selling sausages or whatever. If you want to give me some money, I'll take it. <laughs> right. You know what I mean? Because you're, you're almost being paid for all the hours and hours and hours of time you weren't getting paid. It's like yeah. when, you know, I, if you did a humongous stand-up tour that had a big corporate sponsor... You're kind of in a weird way getting paid for the thousands of hours of stand-up you did where you didn't get a dime. Yeah, you got you got like you a just, it was just, You were just hitting the streets. <laughs> you know, like I the other night, I did a show nearby. I had to pay for parking. I wasn't getting paid to the show, but I had to pay for parking. Oh, yeah, sometimes doing stand-up costs you money. Yeah. Do the gas Santa money Monica, parking. Gas uh-huh. money, you drive to a thing. Uh-huh. You don't get paid. So you lose money a lot doing stand-up, especially in L.A. Yeah. I mean, so that is another way to
0: look at it. It's like you end up getting a lot of this money back. 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 <laughs> Where people are like, "Dude, you make way more money than you deserve doing this." Where it's like, "Well, I spent a
2: decade." Well, the, when I first started <laughs> the comedy store, it cost me 30 bucks a week to do the open mic cuz <laughs> right. I parked I would park at Pink Dot, and it was 10 bucks. Uh-huh. So it was, thir- and it was Sunday, Monday, Tuesday. So three. It cost me one hundred and twenty dollars a month to do the open mic at the comedy. Yeah, Store. you pay. You pay in, and hopefully you get for it for three for for tw- uh, nine. Let's see, that's nine times four is twenty eight. No, thirty six. Yeah. So thirty six minutes cost me a hundred and twenty bucks. Wow. <laughs> and that's but I wanted to learn, so that was what it cost. Yeah. So. No, and no. you used your commercial sellout money to pay for the? Uh, <laughs> oh, I didn't uh, didn't make a dent. I was. <laughs> I know. Crazy. Yeah, yeah. I mean, yeah. A lot of people parked far away, and they'd walk. Up. I was constantly giving other friends of my rides up the hill because oh, they yeah. parked up the hill, and I parked at Duck. I've done
0: that so many times. I used to park up that hill all the time.
2: Yeah, but I don't know. I mean, I I just make I I just make peace with people that are mad. Not like, hey, man, it's okay. I'm just like you're gonna you're gonna do that thing no matter what I'm doing. Mm-hmm. And even when I did it right, the guy was still kind of just like just exasperated. And you're like, okay, man. Because honestly, there's no way his anger all stems from my acting. Oh, yeah. Obviously, he's been getting shit on all day, and it's not going to go away. Even if I'd done a good job, he'd still be in a bad mood. And and my anger towards it, it, it and I know deep down that it
0: it doesn't come from just this guy trying to like, oh yeah, yeah you yeah. know, push his views yeah. on me. It's like. It's because I feel like at this point I should be well beyond yeah, driving to a fucking casting office and being like, hey, man, fucking McDonald's is so delicious. I, I haven't eaten McDonald's in 14 years. <laughs> I think it's disgusting. It's terrible. Oh, man. Will I do a McDonald's commercial?
2: Fuck yeah, I will. I haven't eaten McDonald's in probably... Five years, but I think it is tasty. I don't even remember what it tastes I like. I like McDonald's cheeseburgers dipped in the hot mustard sauce. Yeah, oof, they are good. I don't even remember McDonald's. I always, I've been going to those offices long enough to where like a lot of guys I see will sit. They'll come sit next to me, and we know each other. And they'll be like, "Man, I mean, how much longer are we gonna keep doing this?" Did I hear people? And I they're used like... to. I, and now you know what I say. I go. I go. Honestly, man, is it that bad? I go. Yeah. Where would you? I go. What else would you do? I go. Yeah, sure. You'd rather be in a big show or something, but like. Uh-huh. Is this that bad? Cuz compared to what? Well, here's the thing. It's
0: not that bad because no. there are way where I could be wor- on a loading dock lifting fucking crates or whatever the fuck. Like there are way worse jobs. I could work in a coal mine like you know and that's like, you know, good honest hard work and all. That. I'm not saying that, but as far as like backbreaking labor where you're like, yeah. "Oh god, I wish it was easier." This is a pretty easy job in a lot of ways. But you know what? It's still a day-to-day job, and it does get annoying. I don't care how cush you got it. Your job's going to get to you sometimes, and sometimes you got to go, fuck this, I need to complain.
2: You know what I mean? Well, yeah, the key is you have to just only complain to other actors and never talk about it during a podcast. Yeah, which is exactly (laughs) what we're doing. I'm Um, not complaining, you are. Yeah, I know. This is your fucking idea, by the way. Well, you're so mad, it doesn't seem like us talking about going to a record store. But you're like, and I feel like you got to get this out. Isn't that what our podcast is about? You getting your your anger? No, it's
0: me. actually more about selling out and what that is. I feel like we spent more time talking about that. Oh,
2: I mean, I, you know, it's
0: I don't know, man. Commerce.
2: Look, corporate That's your answer. I don't know, commerce. Corporations <laughs> won. They won. It's not even close.
0: Yeah, so. yeah. I mean, it's not even that they like want. It's just that they just run things. Mm-hmm. You know, that's that's who you that's who you work for. Talk to someone without a job about how much they'd like a job. Oh, I know. <laughs> and it's funny too that like you hear whenever you hear stories of like they answered to nobody. They did it their own way. Yeah. It's like those stories are so rare and then but then they're taken and turned into these like inspirational yeah. movies and and shows you know and stuff or books that are then used to get you into the entertainment. Yeah, yeah, I could do that too. Yeah. And then three or four years later where you're like, oh yeah, we're not all unique special geniuses. Well and also,
2: you know who else took no took no shit and answered to no one? Most of the people in jail. It's right. That you love to you love to sing the praises of the hero. Yeah. But like when you when I, I like I say I watch I've watched hundreds of hours of Lock Up Raw. And it's always like guys being like, "I don't take any shit." Yeah, no one tells me what to do. It's like actually now, lots of people do. Yeah, and you that's know. your only option. Yeah, like it's a. If you're a true rebel, you're probably doing twenty five to. Less. Also, those guys <laughs> that made it, those big success stories where they took no shit and did their own thing, talk to their families. Right. Right. Well, there's a lot of sacrifice
0: you make if yeah. if you really do want to do it your own way. You end yeah. up. You end up sacrificing like a lot, of your family, friendships, and relationships, because you're like I, I you, because you can't hear any other voice. No, you can't hear the criticisms. You can't hear the. But maybe this way. But maybe you should who, work with so and so.
2: The guy who founded Starbucks when he first started it, his uh, he'd had it like a year or something. His wife's dad, Howard Schultz. Howard Schultz. Mm-hmm. I like I like that guy. Mm-hmm. Uh, I've watched some of his speeches and things. Interesting guy, and he uh, knows one problem though.
0: Is that he makes awful coffee? Well, okay, no.
2: let's go. I mean, they're trying to make it. They're trying to sell it to a lot. The common denominator. <coughs> if you're looking for a common denominator that lots of people are going to like, routinely, it's not the best. Right, but he his at one point his his wife's father came to him and like offered him a job because he was like, "You're not going to be able to take care of my daughter," and I, I you know I, I love you. You're my son-in-law. Like I it wasn't like mean father-in-law was like nice father like hey man why don't you come work at my company uh uh-huh. you'll you'll do great you're a smart guy what you, you gotta stop dicking around with this coffee thing right and howard schultz to his credit was just like i gotta do this i you, i'm right and that's a really hard moment right 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 and you a lot of people would buckle under that moment because safety it fear fear plays such a major role in all these decisions and i think it took ball it takes balls for those people to do that yeah. And most people won't do that. I don't take tons of risks. I, I mean, mean yeah. a lot
0: of people will do it for a while. Yeah. And then it, usually it's like if you start, if you get into one of those fields, it's usually your early to mid 20s is that that's when you're like, fuck it man, I don't give a fuck and you can literally do whatever, take all the risks you want because you're young, you can bounce back and if you do fail or give yeah. up, um, is more it's more better term give up than fail. Uh, when if you decide no more there's always time to turn it back around. Yeah, you know the real people that are like, I'm gonna really fucking go for it. They just go into their thirties and forties, and it's like sometimes you could wake can wake up one day and be like,
2: it did not. Well, work I can out. tell you, knock. I'm knocking on the door of being 37. Taking yeah. risks feels different because uh-huh. you're. Just, well, it, they got to be more calculated. Uh, there's two versions. There's a version that's like it doesn't matter because I probably won't work, so I'll just go do something I really love because uh-huh. you're like ah, th- people aren't looking for the same kind of thing from people my age so I'll just go do this because I genuinely love doing it uh-huh. but also like when you think in terms of like the idea of like investing money in a thing you'd want to do yourself you're like huh <laughs> I don't have as much time right. to make it back it's different it is different that's why you really admire the people that I mean I I love someone who gets famous a little older that to me is the coolest Especially when you look
0: back and like they just they stuck with it. With Mark Marin. yeah, Marin, Lewis Black. Remember when Black. he broke? Yeah, when he he, on Black. the Daily Show, where you're like, Danger?" Who is this guy? They're like, he's been at it twenty years. He's
2: a play, really good playwright, apparently. Yeah, and uh, yeah, so I bet, yeah, I you know actually when I go to commercial editioners now, they I I kind of like them because I get to be around people. Be, oh, those are the worst people to fucking be around Well, the ca- actually, when I depending on where I go But a lot of the casting assistants are actually really nice to me So it's actually kind of like a fun Some of them are cool, yeah I'm saying the other actors Like being in a fucking, like <laughs> I either see, you know what I run into most of the time now? A woman that played my wife at some point So that's always nice Right, right Or just some dude. It's a lot of dude. I mean, at this point, those rooms are filled with dudes I've worked with So usually it's like, hey, how's it going? Yeah See a comedian the, yeah, when you see a
0: comic, it's cool because you're like, okay, yeah, we know each other, but we can talk. But, but when play, it's a room full of fucking the actors, places you and
2: I are talking about today were, that Phil is full of rage are always small. Yeah, they're not like the small confined spaces. You're like room. cattle and when you're yeah.
0: going on a. If you're an actor listening to this. Someone that wants to be when you go on a commercial audition, mm-hmm. you are essentially cattle. You are being herded into an area with a bunch of other cows that look. All cows look the same. So do you and all the other actors when you're there. Because you know what? They're calling your type into a room. So it's you and everyone that looks kind of like you. It's like a funhouse mirror. Like, oh, that's what I'd look like if I was fat. That's what I'd look like if I was a little shorter. That's what yeah. I'd look like if I was, you know. And you're sitting there and you're a, you're a number and you wait. And then you go do your thing and then you leave. You're just boom, boom, boom. You're in and out. And sometimes there's a lot of waiting. And you're sitting around these actors that are just desperately trying to
2: be funny in front of each other. I don't see that as much as I used to. The cell phone has really changed that. It's great. Yeah,
0: that's kind of put a. It's kind of it's like a the muzzle. Yeah,
2: in a way, at a commercial audition, I tell you, I can't, I can't, uh, I can't stress enough the uh, the power of just being calm.
0: <laughs> yeah, and I've never, lo- I've never, uh, I've never, you'd never ever ever think I had a problem with being at a commercial audition if you saw me at one. I've seen people when they get annoyed, and they go. Hey man, how long have you been here? You're like, oh, like 40 minutes to like, dude, can you believe this? Jesus. I'm like, you should not be sa- save this for the car,
2: man. Yeah. Do you See, your I, thing. what I do? Go yell I, in the car. I'm I uh I I can be a little bit of a, a, a drama queen when it comes to my time. Uh uh-huh. so when it gets past a half an hour, I just quietly go to the little office there and and I go I go, "Listen, I have to leave." So I'm going to, um, I go, I can't stay, so I'm not going to audition. Yeah. <laughs> and I mean it, too. I'm not like, it's not really a tactic. And every single time they go, oh, no, 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 hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. Yeah. And then they either hurry up or or put me in immediately because uh, I'm not doing that. You can't, I, I just, you know, do, if I showed up on time, you show up on time. That's how right. I feel about it. Right and don't do the thing where you assume everyone's going to be late, so we put you all at the same time because so many actors are late, like nah really, yeah, we're really they're really not late i I can't tell you, I can probably count the times I've seen an actor not show up or seen someone's name called and them not be there like ten times in fifteen years, they show up on time, yeah it's just you know it's just unnecessary. This week we went to Amoeba Records. Uh, are we even gonna bother with that at this point? Yeah, uh, we're already thirty minutes into this episode. Yeah, we're done with your rage. No one wants to hear us whine.
0: But that's not even like a what? I mean, I am done. I'm not even like upset anymore. But I see, you feel better. Um, but we're halfway into this episode. We can't just now <laughs> all of a sudden
2: switch gears completely. What else do you think people want to know about going to commercial auditions? Well, this isn't even about really... Here's what they tell you. You know what's great is uh, what commercial casting's idea of a young mom is just a really hot girl. Yeah, a hot girl who's 32. Not even 32. She's 27. Yeah. 28, 29. She is nowhere near a mom. Yeah, yeah. She is so cute. Yeah. And it means, you know what, all it is is a really hot girl who maybe has a slightly shorter haircut. Uh Uh-huh. And they are just a babe. They're a girl you want to be your girlfriend. Yeah, that, those are the best ones. And these they women, they get brought in for young mom and it freaks them out really bad. Because they're like, am I... Am I look older and you're like, no, you're hot as fire. It's just, you know, it's TV. Yeah. TV loves an ugly guy and a hot girl. Oh, yeah. It's that it's that sitcom bullshit. It just
0: never happened. It's just... It's so it's rare. In so real life. rare. <laughs> it's so fucking rare yeah, that that, that a ever happened. And if you ever do see that, you go... That guy
2: must be loaded. Yeah. I just now play a young dad in commercials. But I still play like a dumb dude sometimes. Which I can't ever get those jobs. But I play a young dad sometimes. And the women are always just... You can tell they're not happy about being young mom. Right. And I want to be like, it's fine. You just look like... It, it's a its a beautiful woman that also looks nice. Yeah. It's real. It's always very interesting to me to what what tv's trying to sell us still there's still not a lot of interracial couples in commercials if there's a gay couple it's on the news like if there's a gay couple in a commercial it's on huffington post because some people protest yeah
0: you know what i've noticed a little bit more of now is that like you know they'll have like uh old spice commercials or any kind of like deodorant or manhood related type thing yeah now At the end of some of these commercials, the guy isn't always necessarily meeting a hot lady on the beach. Right. It's just they kind of leave it ambiguous because it's like we. I mean, these products can be sold to gay people. Yeah. So it's the guy's not always. Ending up with a woman
2: Yeah There might be a couple women around Maybe a dude Or something like that I bet you the conversations To how to go about that Would make your skin crawl Oh yeah yeah Like just the The the, like Going about it by the numbers Like well we looked at it And you know We're we're aiming this at Michigan And they don't like gay people Yeah
0: Whoa Or you could imagine A scenario where they Shoot the straight version And then shoot the gay version
2: Yeah I mean I could see that I've always thought it's weird when there's clearly a a black McDonald's commercial versus a white one. Right, right, right. Where the music's kind of hip-hop-ish and the way the people talk and there's no white people in it whatsoever. Yeah. It's like, oh, this is a black McDonald's commercial.
0: And sometimes they go just way overboard and it's like there's seven people and one of every major ethnicity where you're like... I mean I get yeah I appreciate the effort
2: but that's not how people normally hang out. No that's that's that happens in college maybe. Yeah. No people people tribe up. We we kind of all st- people yeah. for the most part stick to their own. But I I've always thought like if you watch the NBA you you routinely the NBA on like TNT you get like Black McDonald's commercials. Right right. Versus I watch MSNBC to watch the news sometimes. Yeah, and it's white guys in business suits eating a fucking... Or just white dudes. McFlurry. Yeah, yeah. And, and in your head you're like, do you really think a white person can't see black people eating at McDonald's and be like, well, I can't go there then? Yeah. It seems odd to me. If anything, you'd be like, man, that looks even more fun than ever. Yeah, and they always seem to make the the the, the black people in McDonald's commercials way more enthusiastic about McDonald's yeah, than the white people. The white people are there and they like it, but they make the it seems like the directors make the black actors way more excited about it. Yeah. It's very odd. Like they haven't seen a
0: McDonald's in three years. Where it's the like white the people g- are like, Cool, yeah, food. Yeah. Black <laughs> people are like, Holy shit like, You cannot get between me and this yeah. big man. This motherfucking McRib.
2: Yeah, I don't I don't I wonder I wonder what the rationale is be behind that shit. I mean McDonald's is wildly successful, so they obviously kinda know what they're doing. I have a question about yeah. selling out. Now, wh- the perfect person to ask. What is?
0: What's something that you've been offered where you're like, you know what? Even
2: though the money's good, I'm not doing that. Uh, I turned down. I had done two Taco Bell commercials. I turned down a third. Okay, why? Because they were the two I done were really sort of stupid. Okay. They were so silly. They were just. Corny. Oh, this is you had some catchphrase. Yeah, it was really corny. What was the catchphrase again? Good to go. Good to go! I remember that. <laughs> they were that. very corny, <laughs> and I just, and they played them so So much. when they offered you the third one, you're like, ah, like, I'm I good did. to go. Yeah. Is that what you said? I think I just <laughs> said I couldn't do it or I was on something. And, uh, so that didn't happen. I, uh, I won't go out for the cell phone company that I, my family sued for wrongful death of my father. Okay. Uh, what I, if they said No <laughs> I love this game no. Were
0: you like No No They were like One commercial No nope. $250,000 That's no That's I know it's weird. I know it's, it's unreal crazy. That's why it's a fun also game funny. Because it's such crazy
2: money No You'd have to go A billion dollars <laughs> A billion dollars A billion Not even that I would be I would be like You'd t- you turn down One billion dollars oh, It's just fucking money man I think I wouldn't do a commercial for Exxon. I wouldn't do an oil company commercial. So no gas station no. I've never even I don't they don't have um I don't think I've ever gone out for one. Actually yeah, when you think about it. I don't know that they have. Do they have them? Yeah, I don't go out for Maybe those. Maybe they don't need commercials. Gas they, stations. They, yeah, 76 or I don't I can't even think of seeing them. But yeah, I wouldn't do those those Exxon Mobil ones where they're like you know like or BP. Oh. we're like we're we're saving the environment we're like come on man yeah no you're not you liar <laughs> yeah uh i i mean the thing is I, it's not that I, I don't ever it's rare that i turn down a job cuz i I'll, i just won't go to the audition cuz i don't want to waste anyone's time yeah so like if it's a thing but it's pretty rare normally it's it's not so much the product as they what they're like you have to be in a speedo and i'm like yeah no right it's stuff like that but i turned down a speedo one once yeah. Not the
0: company Speedo, but you have to be in a speedo I'm yeah, like Yeah nope. I wasn't gonna do that. No,
2: thank you. Yeah, really um really embarrassing. Although I was in a lobster costume one time but it didn't air. <laughs> yeah. But it was Christopher Guest directed it, so I didn't care. Right. And you know I got to, you know, hang out with him. But I was gonna be in a lobster costume with a little person that was dressed as a ravioli. Yeah. It. it was a commercial for a healthy choice with Julia Louis Dreyfus and they didn't air it. Which is the best of all worlds. <laughs> That's great. <laughs> at one point, Christopher Guest goes, are you in good shape? And I go, I don't think I'm in very good shape. I go I, go, I, I go, I don't know. I think I'm in okay shape. And for some reason, that made him laugh. He's like, well, we were thinking at some point you could pick the ravioli up. I like, this is the weirdest job. <laughs> <laughs> What about,
0: here's, I think, the <laughs> final line that there is. For selling out in in entertainment, because commercials, it's like, look, everyone fucking does them. Even musicians will license their songs to commercials. Where that used to be, that used to be the last really, the last line that was drawn in the sand for a lot of musicians. Like my shit is not in commercials or TV shows. Now yeah. it's like it's just one of those things that you do because no one's buying CDs anymore. Right. So it's just one of those things you do. No one questions it really. Everyone does it. I think one of the final things for like comedians, actors, and stuff, is are you willing to do reality television? Oh, yeah. Straight-up reality TV. Yeah. Not a hybrid thing like Last Comic Standing where you're like, no, you still get to do comedy on yeah. it. This is just a straight-up reality show.
2: Most people I know say no to that. Uh-huh. Because the, the thing is, you can never go back after... it's, r- Or you can, but it's extremely, extremely, extremely rare. You, you, you just, you're basically saying... I'm never going to do any acting again, Mm -hmm. and I just want money. I just need to be famous. Although, as a comedian, if you never did any acting, and then you did a reality show, it actually could help you just get good road work, because you'd be famous. And then you'd be a a person people would want to go out and see, because... Part of the she part of the show theoretically would be about you being a comedian. Yeah. it was going to be so about your life. You just being recognizable would make it possible for you then to go and make money on the road. Right. But, um, it's basically saying I'll, I'm never going to act again. Yeah. And that, for I think, actors is like is something they have a hard time. They don't want to do it. They just because it's it's an admission of it's a full blown like you. That you're you're done acting. You failed as an actor, or you're just not going to do it anymore. Yeah, that's hard. That's a hard thing to admit. I would have. I wouldn't be able to. Be able to do it? Nah, I wouldn't be able to. Yeah, I think it's disgusting. <laughs> I don't know that it's disgusting. It just is what it is. It's, it's so fake. I mean, it's fake. It's fake, and it's it's just it's really desperate. Yeah, it's well, it's just a it's a money thing. You're saying I need to maintain my fame. Because I have a lifestyle that I need to up keep up. And yeah. if I'm not famous, people won't pay me to do the things I do. So I need to do this. I mean yeah. who is it worked for? Nobody. Not you mean acting wise? It's yeah. worked for people to just be really rich. But it's Well yeah, far you can you can start if you're completely unknown, you can do one and then get stuff. Theo Vaughn started was on a reality show and now he's a a, a a working comic, working comic, and like he that people he, respect. He's hosted, yeah, some some shows, yeah. and stuff. B- yeah. Everybody likes Theo. No one's, no one. I never hear anyone say about him, oh, that's that guy. Oh, he was. On. No one clowns him about it at all. Anymore. At all, yeah, yeah. I don't even remember people clowning him a lot when he started. I remember r- noticing. Same with Christina. Yeah, yeah. Christina Prozitsky was on Road Rules. Yeah, and now she's a comic, and everyone loves her, and like, yeah. no one clowns her about it. It's just like this thing. Mm-hmm. So I guess it yeah, would they depend. were lucky. They were actually lucky
0: because they got in and out of that world of reality before it was a, a its own thing. Yeah, its and own they genre. never and they didn't go back. Yeah, yeah. But but they were able to get in and out before. Because now, if you get on a reality show, now every moment of
2: your life is documented all over
0: the place constantly. Yeah.
2: Also, the lack of control that you have over what's gonna over what. Is How you're depicted. How you're depicted, yeah. I think, for people is really troubling.
0: And a lot of people are just like, whatever, I just want to be famous, I want millions I don't, of dollars. Yeah,
2: I mean, I've written for reality stuff, Yeah. and these people, man... Because in the end, the people editing it just want to make an interesting show. Yeah. So if they need to make this one guy look really stupid, that is what they're going to do.
0: <coughs> I was in an episode or two of... Um, Dice's show? No, Polly Shores oh, reality right. yeah. show. Yeah, this is this is the, when I realized I was like, oh, I don't ever want to do. Yeah, because you get you see what it's like on the inside, and it was when reality was starting to become like a a thing, its own genre, mm-hmm. and we were you, we kind of had to do it like we were, like yeah. you work at the comedy store. You kind of had to be a of part of it. People, everyone, everyone, ever and no one knew did. better. It's like, well, I guess yeah, I'll just be on. It's just life at the comedy store. That's fine. I'm a comedian. Mm-hmm. I can do that. I'm just yeah. being myself. You know. And then the way they kind of – they're like, all right, we're going to shoot the scene where we do this and that. You're like, oh, you make stuff up? Yeah, it's fake. I was like, oh. They're like, yeah, it's like a hybrid show, which at the time was like not a real – Well, the truth is – Genre like within that. the
2: genre. All of them are like that.
0: But it was it was at the time where they were starting to admit. Yeah. and Not even admit that, oh, we make it up. They were admitting it by creating another genre within it called hybrid reality. Right. We're like, uh, well, it's not really scripted because there's no writers. You're just making it up as you go along. Yeah. Then you edit it to kind of make it the show that would be the most entertaining version of reality, right? And I was like, this is gross, and it's terrible, and I hate <laughs> it. <laughs> and I kind of made myself unavailable near the end of it. After one or two days, I was like, I don't really want to do this. Yeah. And then
2: obviously the show went nowhere. You know. Yeah. Um.
0: But uh, I realized after that, I was like, this is
2: awful. It's a dance with the devil. You gotta, yeah. you, I, I think the people that sign up for it wholeheartedly don't have a clear sense of what they're getting themselves into. Yeah, they're probably lied to in the, in the interviews or whatever. where they're like, I, Even that, I, it's, it's like, did you read the whole contract? And mm. a lot of the people, especially these families that get on them or people that aren't in entertainment, they don't have agents, they don't have lawyers, they don't have managers who tell them the truth yeah. and say, this is how this goes. And and I think, you know, they just not get taken advantage of, but they just don't realize what's going to happen. And then the worst, or the worst thing is, is when you get famous from it, then it goes away, and you can't go back to your normal life because you're famous. So and then when you, if you want to go back to having a normal life, everyone makes a big deal out of it, like that guy John Gosling, uh-huh. Gosling, I don't know. From John and Kate plus eight. Oh yeah, like he's a waiter now somewhere, and it's a big he story. Is? Yeah, he's he's waiting tables somewhere in like Maine or something. How
0: the st- fuck did he lose all that money?
2: Yeah, that's in. He's in, probably just living large, man. It's like
0: fuck yeah, I'm famous. I mean,
2: Ferrari time. He got divorced. It's things. The thing also people don't realize is being famous is expensive. <laughs> So it's like if you live a famous lifestyle. Not even that so much, but like if so, you get all, If someone gives you a bunch of money, first of all, you it's never as much money as it is. So if someone gives you, you, and in reality, TV they pay them very little. Uh-huh. It's very hard to make a lot, unless you have a lot of levers and are smart. But most of them, they start out around the low thousands. Then if it's a hit, then you're like you're talking about a million bucks. So you pay taxes. So you you keep about six hundred grand, five hundred grand in there. Then, so you have five hundred grand. You're like, well, we got to buy a house, right? So maybe you live someplace. But say your house is six hundred grand. So then, so then you got to come up with 100, 120 of That goes to your down payment. All right. So now you're down to three eighty. Okay. So you got three hundred eighty grand. Yeah. Well, you're gonna get a new car. You're fucking famous. So you. Buy That's what a,
0: I mean. A, if you're living a famous lifestyle, okay. Just but don't not get even a nice
2: car. Not even a crazy car. You buy like a BMW, like a low level BMW. Right. But then. Also, you gotta. There becomes all this stuff you get invited to that not necessarily. Then you gotta have a wardrobe for. You it. gotta buy new clothes. Right, right, yeah. You need a publicist to help you get. You're being. Get, you're being offered all this stuff. So a publicist says you can't handle this. You need a publicist. Okay, a publicist is three grand a month. Right. There, there's a lot of expenses. It's, I, I noticed especially like you notice when athletes go broke. You can't live normal places. You're famous, so peop, People, you don't want people to know where you live. So maybe you have to get a security guard or whatever it is. You've got to keep people away from you. All that stuff costs money, and some of it costs a lot of money. So your life gets way more expensive really, really quick. And but that's for, like, legit fame. These reality stars are famous for John two seasons. Eight plus eight. But in that moment, they were really, really famous to where I bet you people were coming to their house all the god. No way. Yeah. No way. I bet you people were
0: no fucking
2: way people were showing up
0: up to their house driving
2: okay even if they're driving by and honking a lot I don't like living near a high school (laughs) but where no if it's reality so they so they move they move and buy a house that's a little more expensive that's maybe a little our (laughs) price see but like a lot of these examples are people going
0: beyond their means
2: yeah and that's you're also you're also being told about a brand new means you're about to get well, I mean that just makes them idiots. Yeah, but it's... dude, I can't tell you. I, okay, my very first commercial I ever got was for Seven Up, and the lady, the lady, like the ad agency woman, was like, "You're going to make eighty thousand dollars." I remember you telling me the story. Yeah, and I believed her and told my dad to buy me a car, <coughs> and that I would pay him back in a week when my eighty thousand dollars, <laughs> yeah, showed, showed up in up, one lump sum, <laughs> of which it did not. Of course not. Yeah. I believed her. Uh Was I naive? Yeah. Did I make the same exact mistake that a lot of people make? Totally, because I didn't know any better. It's easy to make those mistakes. Your life gets... First of all, your life becomes a thing you never planned for. I mean, I sympathize with those people. I don't, because I think they got
0: into it for the same fucking reason. You know they're going to spend more because they got into it to just live an extra... I'm like, I want an extravagant lifestyle... And I'm not creative in any way I don't want to try I just want the fucking
2: money when someone wants fame like we uh, we as a society really give people who just want fame a hard time or like they just want to be famous but yeah I, you, we should give them a hard time yeah, but i th- I was thinking about it recently I was actually thinking about this today before if for some, when I was walking the dogs yeah in that I think the reason I started acting and trying to be funny is I realized early on it got me attention and attention is just love. And these people just, it's sort of sad that they aren't getting enough love in their normal life, that they need it from lots of outside stimulus. There's, I mean, I get, you could apply that to me and you and everyone we know. Yeah. Yeah. There's the, something the tiniest bit sad about it to where it's like, Oh, you, you have to go to extreme measures to get acceptance because of whatever reason you, you did. You're not getting it. You didn't get it. And that could be a lot of your fault. I mean, I blame myself for a lot of the reason. I don't get what I need as far as like love or whatever. Uh-huh. But don't say or whatever. Just say love. It's a lot of my <laughs> fault. Okay, okay. <laughs> but that is why a lot of these people do it, and there's something sort of sad about that. Yeah. When you see, when but if you, you let rea- yourself get to that point, you it's would like see it on the real world all the time. When you see some young people getting fucking wasted yeah and just acting a fool and you're like oh man this is sad (laughs) yeah it's a little sad but a lot of it is you're an idiot for agreeing to do that but i've i I just think about times in my life when i've made the wrong decision and had i made it the wrong had i made the wrong decision in a in a different way it could have gone just as bad i really i actually feel most connected to people when they're fucking up (laughs) because i'm like we've all fucked up sure i have fucked up also so when I see someone who's like I'm like oh man you thought that was gonna work shit because it like reminds me of a thing I
0: thought yeah was in work. some I mean in some cases yeah I'll give you that because I feel the same way too where it's like oh man you really thought that girl was good for you and then she fucking tooled you hard dude, dude. or whatever who are you
2: talking to right now oh, yeah yeah, yeah. <laughs> but yeah I mean I've like seen that's it. the thing it's so similar to me where I uh, like especially if I apply it to like women I'm like oh I thought that strategy was gonna work but after
0: you know what I'll, uh, for for the reality thing that for that example um after fucking five years of the real world and road rules or whatever when the reality was kind of around yeah if you were agreeing to be on those shows after that that's mostly your fault because you at that at that point you know better it would be like starting to smoke cigarettes in the 90s and being like well i didn't know they were bad for you it's like uh, this isn't the 1950s Nick,
2: you did start smoking cigarettes in the 90s i know
0: um <laughs> But I've never once said,
2: well, I didn't know. I made these, a mistake. I think a lot of the places where they get people to be on reality shows are cities and states far away from the entertainment industry. And it's like when the Jersey Shore came on, everyone clowned the shit out of those people. Far
0: from the entertainment industry? Not,
2: okay, not the Jersey Shore, but they, they recruit a lot of reality people in the middle of the country in states that don't have entertainment stuff. And do they and have televisions? Like, they have televisions? But, dude, how many people watch TV First of all, they're very busy with their normal life. So right. the notion that they're going to sit home and think about the way in which the thing they're watching is made, they're not really they're just watching it. They don't give a shit. And they don't watch all the reality shows. So when they get these people on the shows, it's like I remember you're like, "Oh yeah, uh, um the cast of Jersey Shore is so stupid." It's like, "Yeah, that one DJ guy, Paulie D, made 4 million bucks DJing last year because he's so fucking famous." Yeah. And so if you're a guy watching that and you heard that, you're like, I'm going to well, be on shit. Yeah. <laughs> You're like, laugh at me all you want. I was going to do this other job where I get paid $32,000 a year. I'll go do that. You like, that's the thing. It's the same way I felt about commercials. When the commercial was out, they talk about commercial that I thought was kind of corny was out. It, I was getting clowned, kind of, about it. Uh-huh. I was like, people would yell it out at me at the comedy <laughs> store yeah, I remember. from the crowd. It was not the best situation. <laughs> but at the same time, uh. I was like, ah, the a I asked for it. I took the job. Yeah. I I mean I so I couldn't complain. I didn't like it, but I was like, this will go away after. Like no one's gonna remember it for a long time. Mm-hmm. So I was like, oh, this you know for the next three months I'll be people will be yelling good to go at me. And that's really the
0: ultimate punishment when you, want, when you get into reality television. There's no is money. No one's going to remember you two years after whatever thing you did yeah. made you
2: quasi-famous. Well, when you and I went to the Rose Bowl, I saw Puck.
0: No way. Why didn't you point him
2: out? That guy's he, he, great. Went, he went by real fast. That guy's so great. But yeah, I, I was like, oh.
0: Fuck yeah! Fuck from the real world. He was the first asshole reality star, His first villain, I guess. Yeah, we were like, "Oh, this San Francisco bike messenger, yeah, <laughs> just fucking disgusting person." Yes, yeah, blown San to Francisco rockets. real
2: world. But yeah, that's the the problem with doing reality. A little bit is if you only go like on one season or you're on one show, you didn't get paid anything. Yeah, and then you have this weird life now where you feel weird going back to your old life. You're not famous enough to have a new one. It is a... It is, it's just... It's a, it's, a weird,
0: it's a weird thing. I imagine if you never made it... If you never became even sort of successful or famous on a reality show, you could, you'd could you be back into your life within, within the a year. I think the smart thing is just
2: not change... If you're going to go on a reality show, don't change your life. Whereas, like, okay, if you work at a place, st- keep working at that place, because then you're the little bit famous guy who works at that place, we are like, oh, yeah, I like you on that shit. Yeah, yeah. Then it's almost, like, cooler... Then you're gonna like get business but the people that
0: the mindset of person that wants to get into reality, they don't think that
2: way. They go, This is my ticket to a mansion in a Ferrari. I I wonder if that's true. I I kinda think that some people think of it as like a small, cool thing. And or not small, they'll just be like, Oh, it'll be cool, I'll be kinda famous. Mm. And they don't think I'm gonna get full blown fame because at this point people aren't getting full blown fame. It's almost like being on a reality show is like this tiny little thing, like running a marathon you get to brag about kind of. Right. So I wonder if people are just like, yeah, it'd be kind of cool. Like, they, it, it, it isn't like the, the lottery ticket people once saw it as. I well, can't think of a show that delivers you that fame at this point.
0: Because a lot of reality shows now aren't just like, hey... Let's put a bunch of personalities in a house
2: and see what the the next premise based, their contests or Or,
0: yeah, or their contests where people actually do come in with a skill set and they try and make take that and make it
2: famous. Like, I'm I'm the
0: best chef. I'm the best clothing designer.
2: Those I almost don't. I don't. Those are fine. I I think of those contests and I find those interesting. Those are fine. The fashion. What's the fashion one called? Project run one. Those people are talented. (laughs) Fuck. Yeah, they are very top chef. All those shows. Very talented. Top chef. Project Runway, like those people, when you watch someone quickly make clothing, you're like, "Holy cow!" Yeah, yeah. I've always been really see those are cool. Those are that. different. The Inventor one, whatever that one is, I never saw that one. Shark or something.
0: But those are different because you're bringing in a skill set. You're bringing yeah. in something you have. Like I want to open a restaurant one day, so I'm bringing my culinary skills into this room along with my personality, and hopefully, mm-hmm. I'll be the coolest fucking person who makes the best fucking desserts or whatever it is yeah that's fine but when you're just like i want to be famous to be famous so i'm gonna fucking you know whore it up and get really really drunk and sleep with every guy or girl whatever it is until i make
2: three million dollars but then you have three million dollars and you probably get to bone a lot that goes away (laughs) (laughs) but you did a lot of boning but it's it's, isn't that what everyone's the point is is it worth it (laughs) Is anything. I mean, the things that are worth it, you're very, you very... Well, know,
0: you can't really have an know. argument about it, where you're just like, maybe, I don't know. I honestly
2: it? think people, it's it's like this, this like watered, it's this deep-seated need for love they can't figure out. It's sort of sad that they're like, if I get famous, I'll meet the person I want to marry. Yeah,
0: they're not happy with their
2: lives, so no. yeah, they, they go fame and money will fix that. Yeah, they're wrong, but you can see, I, by the way, everyone thinks that, and I only know they're wrong because I've experienced it not working. I'm not famous, but... I thought making money was going to make me happy, and it didn't. Right. But you don't think that. I used to think, man, if I made $100,000 in a year, I would be, you could not even talk to me, I'd be so happy. Right. And life doesn't work like that. You'd just be the
0: same miserable person with better clothes and a better apartment or house. Way
2: better clothes, guys. Right. Way better
0: jeans. It just doesn't even matter, though. (laughs) That doesn't. the sad part.
2: Yeah. But I don't don't know. In a weird way, I don't. Maybe because I don't watch those shows. I never I've, I, I, I almost feel like I should watch more TV right now because mm. I, I my TV is turned on this is so old man, but I my TV right now, the channel is on is the music cla- the classical music channel on <laughs> on which is it's just sound there's Kevin no just on. turned 70. yeah I just tur- <laughs> I turn on so there's music in my house and I don't watch any TV shows and I feel like I, I, I don't want to be one of those guys that's like I don't watch in his but yeah. there's also nothing I so I'm not affected by reality TV at all. I haven't never seen an episode of Keeping Up with the Kardashians. Uh-huh. Or Neither have I. I've Lamar, seen maybe a couple minutes. Lamar and Chloe. Uh huh. I mean, I see people on Twitter talk about it. Uh-huh. I almost wish I ro- I watched The Real Housewives of Beverly Hills because then I could understand what like Leslie Grossman's talking about on Twitter. Yeah, I've never seen that show either. Yeah, it seems to be real popular. Yeah, but again, I just feel like a lot of that stuff is like it's. Faked and, and it's I, a part
0: of the pop, it's a part of pop culture. A and I, I watch passion for the
2: people because a when they're when they're really acting out on their shows, I'm like, oh man, you don't know how bad this is for you. Wow, I feel nothing
0: for the <laughs> I, I I feel when I watch I go, why <laughs> you're an idiot for agreeing to this?
2: Yeah, but, you're but a you don't feel when idiot. I see someone who couldn't control themselves and is ruining their life on accident. They're not doing it on purpose. They're, accident- they're, they're on the show on purpose, but they're accidentally ruining their life. Part of me is like, oh, man. Because they were lied to about how they were going to be depicted or just Or just you let, you let them in. You know, they do that thing on those shows where, like, the real world, you're not allowed to watch TV, read the newspaper, or know what's going on in the world at all. Yeah. So you'll only interact with each other so hope, so in the hopes that you guys will fight. Yeah. And then they get everyone drunk. Oh, yeah. So hot when, tub and alcohol, minute one. Invariably, when the bigot starts spewing hate language... Yeah, and you're like, okay, you didn't stand a chance. You know this what they do
0: when they cast those shows? They'll get if they get a guy that's like, oh, this guy's from the south, white, maybe not the most progressive views on race. The black dude that they bring on the show, he's gonna be, he's gonna have militant-ish views. Yeah, they're not gonna get your like cool, easygoing ethnic minority to yeah. deal with the racist white guy. They're gonna get the angriest version. Yeah. Who doesn't like? And then it's just guaranteed fighting. Yeah, no, you get Bill. The O'Reilly. feminist lesbian, you're yeah. gonna get a macho fucking woman hater right. guy. There's gonna be one of
2: those dudes. And that's that's you know, w- if you're mad at reality TV, be mad at the networks and the uh, right, producers. Right. They're the ones actively trying to trick people into screaming at each other.
0: Oh yeah, and when that's, that's the thing th- is like those things are not secrets about reality TV anymore. They haven't been for years. So if you agree, I don't care how
2: little love you had. I, I think you're assuming more people know more than they do about it. Well, dude, I mean, we have the internet. You're, but There have been a TV bit of, shows. A leap, though. You're making a leap that people go on the internet and read stuff about the show they just watched.
0: I mean, there are shows about those shows.
2: Yeah, but that doesn't mean everyone watches them. I mean, like, my mom turns on CBS. And but you're giving people on. way too much credit for, like, They've been how naive they are. Yeah, it, that it's okay to be like, well, everyone's so... No, it's not okay, but I just I, I, can, I, just put myself in their position. I'm like, I might have been fooled by that, too. Right. I think I would have been. I mean, I think it's like, it's like
0: deciding to pick up cigarettes and start smoking them and being like, well, I didn't know, man. I'm from a small town. We don't have a lot of like... There's no Mayo Clinic where I live. Yeah. I don't know any doctors. Yeah.
2: I didn't have cable. But I just worked on a farm and fucking I you know. don't understand how you do having done that with cigarettes doesn't look at them and see... cigarettes and fame it's all the same shit it's all attention. Right. It's all attention. It's all <laughs> Cigarettes are attention. When yeah. you're a kid they're attention. Yeah, it's all you when yeah. you picked it up to start doing it it was attention. Oh yeah. It's all you're all picking 100%. up 100%. Everything we're talking about is attention. So but maybe, with every year you with every year you're on this planet your
0: decisions for what kind of attention you need or want should be way more calculated. Okay, I hope so, but you If you're sm- 25 and yes, you started smoking, you're totally it's right. Like, you're what the <laughs> fuck? If I saw someone that goes, "Hey man, I just started smoking." "How old are you?" "Oh, 25." "What are you going to do next? Get on a reality <laughs> show? What the fuck is wrong with you?"
2: You know what I mean? Yes, you're right, but you're a smarter person than a lot of people. And intelligence isn't it's like being tall. Some people are born with less. Right. So it, it's we love, uh, smart people love to be like, if you don't, if you don't realize this, it's like, dude, some people, and some people have, a, also, you and I have lifestyles to where we have, I don't know, 13 hours a day with right. a time to realize things. <laughs> so Yeah. And to- we're always contextualizing our own behavior because we want to maybe turn into a joke. So we think about what we do a lot more than most people. Right. And I've just learned you can't make those assumptions about everybody. Everyone has different lives. Well, I'm sure there are some people that really are like, well, that guy stood no chance. He got
0: totally duped. you know. And but a lot of these people on these shows, they know better. They think they're going to game the game. Yeah. They're just like, no, I'll get in there, and I got a fucking plan, bro. Yeah, I'm going to be fucking famous. It's like, <laughs> you know what? You're up against Johnny the Fairplay.
2: Remember Johnny Fairplay? I know that name. Was he that? was on Survivor, and he lied to get... <laughs> I think he said... He lied and said his grandma died. Yeah. And scumbag to get like a <laughs> I don't know if he was allowed to leave or he was allowed to get an immunity. He basically lied. He did a great job acting. He cried mm-hmm. and he yeah. said his grandma had passed away. And he got away with it and then and the producers knew his grandma wasn't dead. Wow. And they watched what was happening, and they were like, Well, I'll be damned. Wow. And apparently in the interview one of the producers went up to him and went, It's your show now. Like the, and he knew it. He knew what he had done, Crazy. and it, it was going to be the most interesting thing on the show. Yeah,
0: and they went with it.
2: They went with it because it was like it's you just wall to wall slime. Cut to like five years later. I'm doing a, I'm doing stand up at Big Wang's on right. Wanga because Aaron Cater and Sarah Tiana had a room. Yeah, and I go do it, and there's Johnny Fairplay just fucking wasted, scream. I think he got kicked out. <laughs> oh. And he's a guy that like went back and did like multiple survive he did like you know the, the other shows on them. I think he, and he probably still does stuff. But that was a moment and that was kind of like a moment in TV history where the audience was the only wow. one who knew a thing that the and if you think about it that's pretty fascinating to watch. We're like holy shit, the people in the show don't know he's lying, but I do at home. Yeah. That's pretty great. From just a TV per, like if you're an executive at CBS, you must have got the biggest ratings boner. Oh yeah. yeah From I an love entertainment the- perspective.
0: Yeah, cuz you're watching these fucking sad losers do whatever they
2: can. Apparently his grandmother like got a little famous cuz she was like, yeah, Johnny Fairplay's dead grandma. <laughs> Jesus. Yeah.
0: It makes me sick to my stomach. <laughs> I mean, that's why I don't like. And it, you know, we're complaining about this stuff on this episode now, but like I I never really have these discussions on a day-to-day cuz I They're not you, part of your life. Oh no, not at all. I never watch these shows. I never like yeah. Every once in a while, well, you know, you throw out like a tweet or a joke about one of these morons because you see what they're doing online. But like, when I when when I saw for what it was years back, it's like this is just disgusting garbage. I was like, I've seen
2: enough. I know what it is. Yeah, I'm not. I can't. I'm not being a part of it anymore. For the last few days, I haven't read anything on Twitter. I've just I've tweeted jokes and stuff, but yeah. I've stopped. I've kind of stopped reading it. because yeah. I'm, I'm trying to avoid some stuff. And I've realized that, like, (laughs) (laughs) I've realized that, like, when I don't have that as an option, I've, like, forced myself to do another thing. I'm like, well, I can't, Mm -hmm. I can't look at my, I can't go check Twitter again. So what, what should I do? And you'd be surprised how, like, less, I feel less angry. (laughs) (laughs) The things I'm angry at, I'm just as angry at, but I was already angry at them. But you're just like, you don't find a new thing to be annoyed at. Yeah. Every once in a while, I'll go on Huffington Post and I'll be so sorry I did because I'll see something that bothers me or makes me sad. I'm like, why did I do that? I didn't need to go look at it. I wasn't really thinking like, Kevin, go be informed.
0: I wasn't doing that. Yeah, you're not getting a lot of that from Huff Post. It's more of just, like, articles that are meant to be a little, they're going to be irritating.
2: Yeah. It's just like, why just, I, the I fuck don't want to be completely this? left out. But, like, yesterday I was on there and I'm looking and I'm just looking at news. And then I, every time I see it's like, Hit and run dog video. I'm like, oh great! Now I hate. Now I want to. Now I'm having the worst day ever. I have a, an app folder on my phone of because like for a while I was like, yeah,
0: I get a lot of my news from Twitter because it's immediate, it's right there, you don't have to think about it. But yeah, I mean, Huff Post and p- places like that, it just turns into like garbage news. Right. I have a, an app folder where it's just full of apps of actual news. Oh. Sources like I have a, a AP. Yeah. BBC things like that so when i'm looking at twitter i'm like i'm not getting real news i'm just getting annoyed i don't yeah. care about this person who fucking crashed a car into yeah. a telephone pole and then a puppy was injured like it's not that's not real news
2: you care about the puppy
0: so yes um so yeah then i go to those and like it's you know the equivalent of reading a newspaper now where there's no there's no other annoying stories you'll, you'll click on the world section and you'll know what's going on in the world and you'll feel a little bit better <laughs> and then you go right back onto twitter Make a boner joke. I don't read it
2: anymore. I just uh. I just write it. You hear that? He doesn't read your tweets, guys. I no, I read my replies. <laughs> I read the Oh yeah, I got no. I gotta know what you're saying about me. Oh yeah, yeah. I just don't read other people's How great was the one um
0: with a guy we got a, a listener, by the way, Alex something, sorry I'm forgetting your name, uh bought a pair of raw denim I jeans. met him at the comedy
2: store. Did you? Yeah. Sweet. He told me he went to Self Edge. Fuck yeah. Which, by the way, someone saved up. Because that ain't cheap. Oh, I know. Someone got serious.
0: He bought a pair of sugar cane, I believe, and posted a picture. And goes, my first pair of raw denim, inspired by the uh, occasionally awesome guys. Self Edge favorited that tweet. You're welcome.
2: Changing lives. Yeah. Influencing people. And I guarantee his genes still kind of hurt right now. I bet they do. (laughs) Dude, stick with it man i know they, <laughs> i know they there. hurt hang in there the yeah. sweat on your body will loosen them yeah wear them every day do not wear them on white shoes cuz they'll leave blue rings oh yeah yeah don't wear shirts
0: and shoes that uh you don't want any indigo stains on yeah but, but just they, stick with that shit you know they hurt right now
2: uh, okay if you bought them to stretch them out which you should have uh-huh. uh, you know they hurt oh, they yeah. hurt so bad that wh- he could barely you know what i What happens when i get new jeans the tops of my fingernails, I guess that's called your cuticle, get yeah. ripped to shreds from me trying to get my keys out of my yeah. pocket or my car key or anything out of my pocket yeah. because the pocket is still so tight oh, it's to the so leg rough yeah. that every time I put my hand it just rips the tops of my fingers up. And not to mention that they turn they're they're blue. Yeah. So they're ripped up. They're blue. And then if it starts bleeding, it turns like purple. <laughs> yeah. Do it. next week we can talk about the dry cleaner that ruined my new pair of APCs. No, yeah. They're trying to fix them right now, but I may burn it down.
0: No. burn them down. They ruined... Are they, they going to fix them by giving you the money to get a new pair?
2: If they... F- Fuck that. This is something I had to work very hard not to be engulfed in rage. <laughs> engulfed like earlier when I was yeah. fucking livid. Luckily, I walked there to go get him, and oh, so I had man. to walk home, which calmed me down. But they butchered... They butchered a pair of new jeans that I were really cheap. Exploded. That I was really excited <laughs> about buying, that I'd waited a long time to buy, that I thought about buying. Ugh. I gave Bobby Lee an old pair of jeans that I'd hammered as like a hey, you take these now. You want beat one uh, beat up ones, I'm gonna go start a new pair and the and the dry cleaner has, has misaltered them. Don't take
0: your raw denim anywhere. <laughs> Learn how to soak and wash it online. <laughs> um, it's very fucking easy to get wool-eyed dark.
2: I have short legs. Um, uh-huh. No,
0: <laughs>
2: <laughs> you don't understand this. You can just buy them. My um, when I buy new raw denim jeans, they're five inches too long, and I can't. Wow. I'm not gonna have those humongous cuffs. Yeah,
0: you're not a rockabilly
2: guy. Yeah, I'm not. So like, I getting them altered is uh, you, you don't understand the anxiety I feel handing someone them to get altered. is like, all right, let's just hope you get this right.
0: Yeah. Yeah. um okay now we're now we're talking about raw denim which we can't uh we're already at an hour 10 okay. so listen this episode uh we're just gonna call it like selling out yeah, or, about or are, selling we, out. are we are we sellouts or whatever yeah it was gonna be about uh our trip to a record store but we never got around to it which i'm fine with because you were only there for 20 minutes i i soaked it up we never did we didn't really do much i think what we should do is go to a record store with jonah ray who keeps agreeing to do this uh (laughs) show but he's been busy legitimately busy i'm not coming down on him for that but now i'm saying it on air uh jonah ray is gonna be on the show i think we should go to one with him okay because he knows everything about records i was
2: really excited to talk about him he had a lot to say
0: he used to work at one well we can just i mean we can do one okay we can still do one all right fine (laughs) um but this has kind of been an interesting conversation I think
2: selling out is interesting and I think I think more people struggle with it I think there's a version of it at every we talk about it always in reference to like acting and selling right, out on TV, right. but I think there's a version of this at, at all all kinds sure. of work
0: it's what, what how much are you willing to do
2: for money yeah there's like I kind of don't agree with your politics I bet politics. You people have this in, in all kinds of jobs taking on a new responsibility they don't like t- doing a thing for their boss like I bet you there's lots of versions of this I think it's just a struggle What it's it's how do I find the balance between the amount of money I would like versus how much what I want to do and how it what it says about me? It's hard. It's very hard for people to make those calls. I've never had a problem with it because I just say yes to everything.
0: Yeah, and if you're having that issue now at your job, uh, just take the money and run. No, (laughs) (laughs) yeah, that's horrible advice. Okay, well, thanks for listening, you guys. If you made it this far, Uh, we appreciate you. See you next time. Bye.